know how to plan an easy-to-follow show flow for your podcast? An organized show helps your audience stay engaged longer and absorb the content that you're delivering even more effectively. So today on the Waste Up Wardrobe Show, I'm going to be taking you through how I create my show notes and then how I take my show notes and create a show, actually my show flow, and take my show flow and create my show notes. So you know the drill. If you want to hear all about the flow of the show, you're going to have to stick around to find out. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hello, Virtual Nation. Thank you for joining us one more time here on the Waste Up Wardrobe Show. Susie Hickson is with us. She is a dynamic entrepreneur and attorney, and she apparently is taking notes, but I know she is a genius in her own right, and she actually will probably have a lot of great insight into the show and this dialogue here today. So, Thank you for joining us. Remember, we're on iTunes and Spotify, and we want you to go and subscribe and rate us, and we want this to be a dialogue. So please drop some nuggets into, um, into the, the dialogue here and let us know what you're thinking. Ask the questions that you need to ask about everything about show flow and how we create the organization to this show. And if you have your own tips, we want to hear those because that will only enhance the value that we give to the audience and everybody here today. So I just want to start by saying thank you to my great producer who's always here in the production room making this show run seamlessly and taking care of all the technology because I am not a tech person. So he takes care of all that. So um, I am going to just start by saying that, you know, I get this question all the time, like, how do you organize a show? What is the most important thing that you want to do at the outset of the show through and throughout? And then how would you end it? And the funny thing is, as Anybody who gets in front of the camera for, you know, in the earlier part of uh, streaming or being live uh, feels like they don't have anything to say. It's so funny to me because the biggest question asked is like, so what, where do I start and what do I say? And uh, the first thing that I had built into the show, and this came because I did a lot of brainstorming with some really great minds and um, sprinkled in everything that is signature Christine, of course, but definitely got a lot of guidance. And so I just want to share how I do it. And I would say you could do the same thing if you are creating your own show, if you are going live, even if you're creating a post, it's a really good format to follow, to engage with an audience. So the first thing in a show that I do is I create a hook. And that's what you saw at the outset of the show. I come on live and I create a hook. And there are so many different ways to do that. There is no one right way. There is, um, you know, different uh, schools of thoughts on how to do that, and they all work pretty effectively. Some of the things that I love to do, and one of the things I use a lot is a question at the beginning and at the top of the show. Like today, you know, I, I was, I was, um, I asked, would you want to know how to create a great organized show flow for your show? And um, a lot of people, and the question was really born because I was listening to my audience. My audience asked me, how do you start? Where do you start? And that really prompted the question. So you start with a question or you can start with a challenge. In this case, the challenge and the question are kind of one and the same, right? The, the challenge is, where do I start? And that is the problem that most people get stuck on. So you can start with a question at the top of the show, um, or you can start another way to start that I think is a really great opener. And this also works for if you're presenting from stage or if you're, you know, again, uh, you know, building a post to put on a social platform. But I always think that shocking, a shocking sentence at the beginning of um, 
a, you know, a conversation can be a really great hook. So for instance, statistics can be really shocking. Uh, did you know that that most women only use 20% of the clothes that is in their wardrobe? Yeah. So like a, a statistic like that, that is surprising or astonishing can really be a great way to draw your audience in. And, you know, um, throughout these episodes that we've recorded, Rick has been such a great sounding board to a lot of the, the challenges that I've come up with, the hooks that I've come up with. And I'd love for him to get on here and make an appearance and tell us what he thinks about um, when you start about like starting with a hook. So Rick, you know what we do at the beginning of the show, right? It's that it's that question that engages or, you know, it's that hook. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I do. And uh, before I do, I do want to prove that I do have the waste of wardrobe <laughs> hat here. I am having a relatively good hair day, so that's why I'm not wearing it. So, so you, you're allowed to do that since you're having a good hair day, and Susie is seconding that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So tell us about the hook on a yeah, show. Yeah. So the hook is, a. I think it's a very important part of how to open a show because it's a, think of it this way. It's a thought provoking question, right? right? It's, it's going to stop somebody in their tracks. And from that point, we'll, we'll subtly determine, am I going to listen to what your answer, what your solution is or not? And so if you come up with something unique, something thought provoking, something that grabs them viscerally or emotionally, then I think the, the likelihood for them to continue on and stick around to listen to what you have to say goes much higher. So that's really important. Yeah, you're getting some love here on the good hair day. So just wanted to let you know it's coming through in the in the comments. PK is going, yes, good hair day. I mean, don't we all love that? That is like the one thing that you want to have when you're showing up on camera is a good hair day. Um, yeah, you know, I love how you actually frame it is a thought provoking question, right? Mm -hmm. So then people are almost left hanging. It's like it's like watching a great movie and then you have this opening scene but there's no answers yet, right? There's no solution yet. And I think that is really, really great. Um, so, you know, starting with a why, like a question, um, or, you know, starting with the problem that most people are, are facing or some shocking statistics or, you know, something like that can really grab um, the audience. So I um, I just think that, that I have to say that when we first started designing the show, I had designed it without a hook. I don't know if you remember that. Mm -hmm. I had designed it without the, a hook. And all we did was we'd come into the recorded in intro first, and then we'd start the show. And it was very interesting because a very good friend friend of mine and colleague, a, a fellow entrepreneur um, who Susie knows really well, Kristen Levine, she actually um, gave me some feedback. And she said, I think you need to actually start with the hook. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Why didn't I think about that myself? But that's the beauty of, of course, uh, talking to other entrepreneurs, right? Yeah, yeah uh, I totally agree with that because if you if if you think about about think about a a commercial or any good copywriting that you've seen or heard, right? They start off with a a, a pain point, basically, yeah. or here's the problem that you're having, or. Did, like you said, did you know uh, type type of stuff? And I think that's that's really engaging uh, to to the viewer. Yeah. And uh, Susie's seconding that Kristen Levine is one of her favorite people. She is one of mine as well. And I hope she watches the replay so she can actually uh, catch all this love. Um, so the second thing that happens when we are moving into the next part of the show is that recorded intro. And I can't tell you, uh, you know, ver you know, waste up order of nation, how many positive how much positive feedback I get on the intro. Uh, the whole idea of the intro was I wanted it to be kind of entertaining. I wanted it to be tongue in cheek. I felt like that was a good way to, um, to show my sense of humor, but also to show that this is a fun show. It's playful, it's informative, but it's also above everything, it's fun. And so we used a lot of these thumbs that we use uh, in the, in, you know, when we're, when we're posting about the show. And uh, Rick, of course, is the magic behind the production of that intro. And he is a little bit camera shy. He keeps going off camera. So we want him back on here because I want to talk to you, Rick, about how 
um, you know, I can't tell you how many compliments we get on that intro video. It is really so well done. It's so professional, of course, but it's so well done. That's a that's a testament to the work that you do. But it's also clever, right? It was a, kind of a collaboration of our creative minds. Yeah, it was. I remember initially when we first started talking about it, and it was like, okay, we need to loosen this up a little bit and kind of come up with something different. And I had been going through uh, my library of things, and then all of a sudden it just popped popped in my head that okay we can do something kind of animated use your voiceover um show what you want to show uh display the message or emphasize the message a little bit and it it was great because think of it this way uh for for those that aren't doing this is that you want a very consistent message kind of introducing yourself almost like a uh, think of it maybe as a bio but in video form that's mm -hmm. consistent they hear it over and over and over and over at the at the top of the show but it's short enough that it's not too overwhelming for them for them right i right. mean the first couple of times they'll listen to it and then it'll just be background noise uh, after that but right. it'll be familiar and they right. you know they'll be familiar and then they hear that message over and over and over and over again and it, it's just a great way to do it and not only that plus we we know how long it's going to be um I, I think it's 40 seconds and so you can kind of plan your plan the rest of your show when and we're, we'll talk a little bit more about this in, in planning the length of your show so you know these are fixed assets they're x amount of seconds long and then now you know how much time you have for content yeah exactly and the intro is i really love it because it is fun and that is sort of one of my values in my work is that things need to be easy effortless and fun and entertaining while still um, you know, being very uh, content rich. But what I love about the intro is it gives everybody a sense of who I am. And in, in, in more ways than one, it's a little bit about my bio. It's a lot about my personality. And, um, and of course, the music that you put to it is so fun. So that also adds that element of entertainment. Uh, so it really functions as a lot of things. And just like you said, it becomes familiar. And so that's part of, you know, showing up at 11.30 every Thursday on Waste Up Wardrobe, right? For anybody who has a show that's yeah. consistent, it's important well, this, to get that familiarity. Yeah, and this and it now it's this has become part of the Waste Up Wardrobe brand, right? Right, right, exactly. And so that's kind of the branding aspect of it too. So there's so much that really that intro, that recorded intro can, can accomplish for the host that I really think it should be something everybody should have. Uh, do you know of shows that really don't do something like that? I mean, I guess if you're going live, you're not going to have an intro like uh, impromptu. But if you have a show, do you are, are there shows that don't really use that? Some will come on live. I, I don't think there is effective. Well, unless you're a big, big name brand. Right. Yeah. And right. They don't need it. But at a minimum, a lot of times, even in podcasts that are just audio, um, you will hear an uh, here you'll hear an audio stinger which is kind of brands their intro and it could be anywhere from five to ten seconds long i mean a really short thing or um in, in a lot of the uh, live streams that i see there is the same format as we do here on waste up wardrobe there is a little bit of a video stinger if you want to call it that that brands the show it may not go into the you know uh about me type of type of um video but at a minimum you'll see a, a logo stinger maybe some catchy a catchy jingle um, and then maybe a few words after that but I, I think it's important to open that up open up the show with something at a minimum like that because then it becomes familiar and becomes part of your, your show brand yeah and I'll tell you I was on a call a mastermind call and uh, somebody was watching my video and they said I love that video. I love it. And I am going to steal that idea of putting the graphics in my own intro video. So mm -hmm. it really is such a well done video. So thank you for that, of course. Um, so when we do the hook, then we do the intro. Then the next thing I do, and I really, um, I think it's important to welcome the audience. Now, it's not critical, but I just, I want my audience to feel like this is a circle of entrepreneurs. It's a community. And I want them to be equally invested and involved in the show as I am. And of course, you know, it is my show and, and, and not 
anybody's going to really be involved in it the way I am. But I really, it, I think it's part of my value system too, is to kind of welcome everybody in and draw them into our studio. So I do a welcome because I want to give my audience attention. And that's why I do it. Then I do some housekeeping, uh, some administrative stuff with a little call to action of, you know, we are on iTunes and we'd really appreciate it if you subscribe, rated us and reviewed us and um, downloaded uh, the episodes and saw what could really uh, work for you, right? So I do do some housekeeping at the top of the show as well, right after I've welcomed the audience. And of course, I really, really I feel like as entrepreneurs, gratitude is such an important thing. Showing gratitude to all those who lift us up is so important. The audience, the people around us that help us mastermind. Um, but that's why, because Rick is so critical to the 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 way the show works, I really, I, I, I need to express gratitude almost every show because... Um, it is so important to really give credit where credit is due for me. So that is something that I do. Maybe there's other acknowledgements that you'd want to do for your show, but it is something that I think is a very good, good practice. Let's just say it's a go giver um, thing. So then we talk about, you know, um, the, let's talk about the body of the show. How do I then transition from, you know, the intro to acknowledgement to right into the show. And usually I will maybe state the question or the problem again. And really, I don't really think about this very much. I just see what comes naturally because I'm an overthinker and I have everything here on my little note cards. And really what they are, it's just a guide. It's not really a it's not really a script. It's not, it's just bullet points on cards, but it just makes me feel really good that I have them in front of me on cards. It almost gives me some security. And what I end up doing with every show, I create this modified script, this kind of abridged script, and I have one of these for every show. So I can always go back and dig out my content for the show. And I have these arranged sort of in a little file next to me that I can refer to. So these are all my shows. I have more um, baskets like this because we have 58 shows now, but it really is a great way to keep my, my, my show notes or my script organized for future reference. Cause sometimes I'll want to revive a show and sometimes I'll want to um, refer back to a show because we had a certain guest that gave some some information that I wanted to refer back to you. So Susie's saying the show is so timely because I'm working on the content and episodes. Yes, it is. And really, honestly, what this show is meant to do is to give my audience a guide as to how I do it. Now, you can easily follow the guide or you can pepper in those parts that make you, uh, you. And, you know, maybe this is a, a skeleton to start with as a checklist. And then um, as you start streaming your show, you add and, and delete what doesn't work for you. So really it's about, you know, creating a framework for my audience to really tell them what has worked for me, what hasn't worked for me. And uh, Susie uh, says, this is genius. Oh, thank you for that. Um, where did you get the cards and the holders? Okay. Amazon. And I will put the link in the, uh, in the chat. So here's the thing that I do because I love color, right? Cause I'm a stylist. So I love, I love to color coordinate everything. So, uh, my script, uh, the open is usually on green cards. Um, and then the body of the show is on black cards. And then the, the, uh, outro is back on green cards. What that does for me visually is it helps me uh, with the cadence of the show. It helps me figure out where I'm at. So if I'm going over, because I, I I really designed the show to be a 30-minute show, but I tend to get into a lot of detail because I feel like there's sometimes it's important to do that. I feel like that's a question that somebody wants to ask that isn't asking it. So I'll ask it for the benefit of the audience. So I never want to go over an hour during a show, and I'd love to keep it as close to 30 minutes as possible. We usually average about 40 minutes or so, 45 minutes. But it helps me keep track of my cadence. So right now I am, you know, I'm still on my black cards. I'm in the middle of the body of my show and I'm 20 minutes into it, which keeps me on track. I really, for me visually, that works really well. Uh, so, uh, you know, Susie's saying, I love pretty things. Yeah. <laughs> I love pretty things. 
I love making everything styled. I style everything. I even style food. I style everything. Uh, you know what? I was thinking about this the other day. I style everything because it makes it happy. You know, it's so much happier to look at your food styled <laughs> or to put food in front of one of your kids styled, you know, in a happy face or to color code things, right? So that's why I do it. And you're right on on that one. I yes, Rick. I have a quick question now that you said you style food. What, what does that mean and how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so when I when I lay out the food, I like I put my protein and then my, you know, my carbs and my salad and I put it on a pretty plate and I put it on a pretty place setting and pretty napkin. And sometimes I'll throw a swig of, you know, um, you know, uh, mint on the table and flowers and <laughs> Okay. All right. I got it. <laughs> Food plating. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, I really, it actually visually really aids me. I, I know it really helps me with the cadence of the show. So whatever works, right? No, Maybe I, I love I love what you do with the cards. Yeah. It, it, for some reason it, it sparked a memory of me watching like David Letterman, right. When he's doing the show or any of the talk show hosts, right. They'll, they'll sit behind their desk and they'll have their, stack of you know cue cards yeah, right? yeah. Uh, that they'll read off and no one really notices it right they yeah. don't, but these are great reminders you know of where they are in the show and what to do next and all that stuff so th that's a great idea yeah yeah and and uh pk saying yeah pancakes with a smile absolutely pancakes with a smile and all sorts of different things for the kiddos um yeah so anyway so when you get to the body of the show and you should stay on for this rick because because I want to really um, do like some, you know, some dialogue here on the body of the show. You know, we have done so many different formats. We've had guests where we've done a Q&A, right? And that's how we we start um, an interview process. And uh, one of the things that I do regularly is I read their bio ahead of time because I want the audience to know the, the genius as really um, being interviewed and, and giving them credit for all the work they've done so they understand the credibility behind the, the guests. And I know we've talked about this and we've debated this a little bit back and forth. And, you know, I I want to read the the bio. I I get a shorter bio and I read that because I feel like I don't want to miss anything that they think is critical to their credentials. But you've said that I should probably I, it'd be better and more interactive and less um, and more time effective if I just Q and aid them on their bio. So let's compare those two yeah. concepts. Yeah. Go ahead and talk to me about the Q and A. <clears throat> So let's let's talk about how we're doing it now. I mean, it's good that you do the bio. That's very important. It sets up credibility with the guests and and um, and and their expertise. That's that's relevant to the show. That's really good. The thing that I would caution anybody about doing a bio is not making it too long. Right. You have to be very careful not to do it too long because if it is too long, then you start losing the audience attention and it gets too long. And then all of a sudden you look at the watch and you're eight minutes into the show and you're not even starting to talk about the subject matter with the guest yet. So yeah. that's what you have to be really careful of. So yeah. condense it, bring out the uh, um, good points. I've seen some shows do it really well where they'll do like a 30 second bio read, bring on the guest and then almost like a Q and a about items on the bio. So like, so tell me, I, I read that you are an expert in this field or you were on this different show. Tell, tell me a little bit about that and how you got started, right? Yeah. And, and then that way now they can kind of reiterate what's on the bio. And now it becomes a discussion with them that, eat, that, that makes it more, makes it more, it makes more sense to, because then you can segue into the body of the topic because you're already talking, right? Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, um, I, I, I kind of created uh, maybe several shows ago, I think maybe episode 40 or something, this Q&A uh, rapid fire with the guest mm -hmm. as a way to get to know them on a personal level, like cats or dogs, or if I know something about them, you know, that they love to fly or something, I'll, I'll intentionally actually, actually ask a question that brings that out, their hobby out or something. So I feel that I'm definitely going to be transitioning a little bit with the bios. I'll be either I'll do I'll probably be doing a hybrid because I want to yeah. stay true to what the, how they perceive 
received their bio to be, but maybe transition a little bit into sort of this Q&A on the bio and sort of this rapid fire thing. So I find that to be really engaging and people get to know your guest really well that way. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the quicker you can get them talking, um, the, the more likely that the audience is going to hang around to listen to the rest. Yeah. So. Yeah, so um, you know, PK is asking if you have a copy of my cards, and he and you do. I always send you the script. Of course, I don't send it in this form, but you actually get the copy of that because what happens is a lot of times I'll have photos in my script, like I did last show, and he needs to know what photos to put up. So that mm -hmm. you it's usually a tool that helps us communicate, and it will have links, and so it will give him, um, you know, electronically all those things. Yeah. PK, sorry. I, I don't have the pretty cards that Christine has. So <laughs> he doesn't style his cards. <laughs> PK does not style his card. <laughs> I mean, that Rick does not style his cards, but um, he gets really close to it. And Susie's saying uh, that her interview shows tend to go longer than regular shows. Definitely have to watch timing on those. You know, here's the thing. I feel like, and Rick, you'll have an opinion about this, I'm mm -hmm. sure, that if you, if you, if the conversation is not forced, if it's definitely flowing, that's okay to go a little bit longer than you anticipate. But also I think going over an hour can be very long. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's why it's important. Like when, when Christine does her show prep, right. And she sends the outline to the guest. Um, she can focus on certain areas. She knows what to talk about. She knows what's relevant to that guest. And if you can control the, the subject matter, then, then you'll have better control on the length of the discussion. So it's important to prep that, uh, to, to prep the guests. I mean, for, for this show, uh, on Wednesdays, is it Wednesdays? Yeah. Wednesdays, we, we do a pre-show check uh with the guest and it's not only just to check the technology portion of it which which i do with them uh but it's for christine she reviews at least some of the general questions that that they're going to talk about during the show so they're at least they're prepared and then now you have kind of a uh a time frame of subject matter that you can discuss Right. And, and a preparation of the guests is, I think, very important. It's to serve them, but also to serve your audience and to serve me to put on a good show because I don't want them, you know, all the questions that are asked of them are in their expertise. And if you were to ask them impromptu, they probably could answer it, but they'd answer better if they kind of had a sense of what we're going to be talking about and how yeah. we're going to be presenting that. So yeah. I do feel that prep time and giving them some ideas and questions ahead of time is really um, a good move. Oh, no, that's that's great. That's a great point, because there have been some times in, during our prep sessions where uh, this, you know, in your discussion with the guests, it's like this was the this is the um, uh, idea and how we're going to progress. And, and it was totally not it was a little bit off what they were expecting. So we had to adjust the the, the framing of the subject matter a little bit more appropriately for the guests. And then, I mean, everything was, was on topic. It was just the way it, I guess it was framed or how they were going to approach that question uh, is what, is what changed a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And that is another reason why I present them with the ideas and thoughts. Cause you know, I am a big, big time, um, um, obsessed with communicating properly. Right. Mm -hmm. I, 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 you know, it's not enough that I tell them, I need to hear what they have to say so that we're really having a meeting of the minds and that we're on topic, right? Because the last thing I want is for the guests to go off topic because they're confused about a question because I might, you know, formulate a question that's not exactly right in their profession. I'm not the expert in that field. So sometimes I'll ask something and it's like, well, that doesn't really make sense in my field. So can you phrase it this way? So definitely helps the, the show be more seamless. And Susie's saying that she thinks that audiences love listening in on these interview shows, especially when they are super uh, conversational, like coffee talk. Yes, I love that too. Um, and it can learn and allows for uh, voyeuristic tendency humans have. Right. Yes. It's like a window into what we're doing. Right. Um and 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 PK has been an, uh, a guest on the show. Yes, she PK is the feng shui expert, as far as I'm concerned. You know, she is um, masterfully trained and is just uh, an expert in her field. And she appreciated that prep time because it got me to understand her space a little bit better, so that I can be better equipped to answer better questions. Right. 
Um, and so interview style is one of the things that we've done a lot of. I mean, I would say 60 or 70% of the shows have been with a guest. And then the other 30% have been be, me as a host where I talk about certain bullet points, right? I, like I'm doing today. This is a show that's led by me that I'm really giving all the expertise and the value, right? So that's another way that you can conduct your show. And the organization there wouldn't be like a Q&A. It's more like your bullet points, those topics you want to you want to present to the audience, like today, like I started with my hook and my intro, and all those are bullet points to my conversation. Um, so the Q and A of guests, but also bullet points if you're the host. There's other ways we have actually done the show. We've done a panel of experts before. And that can be a little bit challenging because you're really trying, you need to be able to control the crowd um, in terms of speaking over each other. Not that they would intentionally do that, but because we tend to get really uh, excited about our conversation and that can very easily happen. So that requires a little bit more um, organization and a little bit more prep time ahead of time, just reminding your guests, if they are on a panel, not to speak over each other. Because And the reason that's important, especially in a recorded show that will go on iTunes, is that it may be okay when we're on live, but when you are listening to audio and people are talking over each other, it can be very distracting and almost it can be very confusing too. So that's why it's really important is to really prep a panel. Another way to do the show um, would be using case studies that I have not done that um, yet. Uh, but case studies of like before and afters transformations, it is a show I am planning on doing with before and after transformations of sets in particular. Uh, but I've seen people do before and afters with any kind of transformation that they've worked on. And the other kind of show is a demo, like say, um, I had a makeup artist here, or if I was styling a mannequin and or styling a, um, a model and showing the audience of how they can maybe layer clothes um, coming fall during the fall or kind of how to do makeup with a makeup artist here. So that's another way you can do a show. It does require a little bit more planning because again, you're, 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 trying, you have multiple people on the show and it gets a little bit more complicated. We had a show where we did a behind the scenes and we had multiple cameras and I'm going to have Rick speak on that as well. We had multiple cameras. We even had a camera at my bunny slippers because we wanted to really show everybody a true behind the scenes. You remember that one? I do. That was, that wasn't too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was a behind the scenes. And so, you know, we did that because again, this is a, a fun show. We also want to show people that you have to get started. It does, you know, everything doesn't have to be perfect behind the scenes. You really just have to focus on the, prof the professional look of this box. Mm -hmm. And when we showed people behind the scenes, we showed them that, you know, uh, under my desk is messy and on the side have, have all my clothes racks that my screen hides what's behind here. Uh, so, you know, we really gave everybody sort of a different perspective. Yeah. And, and you're broadcasting in a closet basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that was, that can be very shocking for most people. <laughs> I think most people get surprised about that because, you know, and this is something that comes up when I'm doing my waist up wardrobe set designs, people think they need a big space to stream from. And I tell them, okay, let me show you where I'm streaming from. And they're like, Whoa, okay. You know, and then that really is very convincing. It shows that you really can set a studio up anywhere if you have the right tools and guidance, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. All, like Christine said, you just have to concentrate on what's in frame uh, because, if you know, I think I showed this on the show. If anyone saw my desk right now, I mean, there's barely any place for my mouse and my keyboard because <laughs> I have so many files and papers and, and, you know, headphones and tech and all that stuff and Christine's hat. Right, yeah. <laughs> sitting right here in front of me. So, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So, at the end of the show, I wrap up, right? I do this uh, Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap up. And that is really a good way to conclude. Um, I found it to be really good because what it does is it gives people a summary of what we talked about. So essentially people, if they were looking at the replay, watching the replay, they could go to the end and catch the Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap up and decide if it's worth it for them to listen to the whole thing, right? Or maybe just get what they want, the nugget at the end. And... <clears throat> A great thing that that Waste Up Wardrobe uh, weekly wrap-up does is it actually helps us, me and Rick, we uh, we f we record a speedy recap at the end of the show. After we're off the air, 
we record a speedy recap that I then use on my social media to um, to send out to uh, to to get people watching the Waste Up Order show. And so it's basically a speedy recap that we do, and I use my um, my Waste Up Order weekly wrap up summary as the the basic. Um, body of that speedy recap. And so if that isn't clear, basically what I do is after we go off uh, the air, I do a speedy recap. I call it, this is my waste up, uh, waste up wardrobe weekly wrap up in a nutshell. And it's like a, probably like less than a minute. And I use that to, on social media to tell, to direct people back to um, Facebook to watch a whole episode. So if you have any questions about that, let me know, because that is a tool I just learned um, from one of my very favorite um, camera confidence people. And I've had her on the show here before, Molly Mahoney. And um, she does these speedy recaps and she uses it to engage people and her audience and her sphere of influence. And I really, um, it's something I learned to do and I really think it's gonna be a great tool in my toolbox. And I'm happy to talk to you because at the end of the show, you can put hashtag flow and shine uh, so that we can get a conversation where I can actually go deeper into how we do all this. So remember, it's flow and shine. If you want to get on a call together, 15 minutes, and we can talk about anything else that I talked about here today in more detail. So I do the Waste Up Order Weekly Wrap Up near the end, and then I do a call to action just like I did now, hashtag flow and shine. And I ask my audience to put that in the um, in the comment box if they wanted to get on a call with me, or usually it's a freemium that another, um, you know, that somebody is offering. And um, if I have a guest, they'll offer a freemium, like a checklist of some sort or an ebook. And it's just a really great way to identify people who are interested and really continue that conversation. Because again, even though Waste Up Wardrobe is designed to give a lot of value, it's also designed to attract people into um, your sphere of influence and your podcast should do that for you. It may not be your it thing, but it's definitely that and of your business that gets more eyes on the work that you do. So hashtag flow and shine, and let's get on a call with Rick and myself, and let's talk about some of these uh, things a little bit more deeply and give you a little bit extra guidance. We're happy to do that. I know Rick is such a go-giver. He spends so much time um, you know, helping other entrepreneurs grow their businesses. I know he's helped me do that. So um, he's a wealth of information. And then, of course, um, we have the outro. Okay, so that is the show flow from start to finish. And one of the tools that we use to create the show flow is Trello. Of course, I always talk about Trello. In fact, I should probably see if they would ever be a sponsor um, for the show because I love the program. I think it's such a great platform. It makes everything easy for us to organize. Rick and I use it to organize the show in just those nuggets right there, the, you know, hook, the show flow, the actual thumbnail that we're going to put up for that show and, and et cetera and so forth. So, um, you know, there are other, there are other, um, you know, cloud-based, uh, organizing programs and, um, like Asana, I just happen to have a lot of experience with Trello and I really like the way it lays out. And, um, yes, you know, Susie, I would love to talk to you more about Trello because I use it in so many other ways. I think you would love it and it allows you, if you end up having a virtual assistant or a producer for your show, it allows you to communicate through the cloud because everything that changes in there by one person really changes it for the whole system. And so put the hashtag flow and shine and we can get on a call and talk about that a little bit more. Hashtag flow and shine will get you, um, a little strategy session with me so we can actually talk about this and with Rick. So we'll both get on there and kind of walk you through it. Trello uh, PK is a platform that we use to organize the show. And I'm happy to talk to you about that as well. It looks like you already put the hashtag flow and shine. Um, it really is such a great tool. And I don't know, Rick, if you have handy um, the, the Trello open where you can show our audience since people are asking about that or are commenting on it. Yeah, go ahead and keep chatting. I'll, I'll pull it up. Uh, yeah. And so Susie's saying, what are your favorite call to action? So here's the thing, right? I use my podcast to, um, to really engage more people. I don't really use it to sell a lot of product or 
any of my services. Obviously, people get to know me and they will ask those questions. But my my favorite call to actions, and this is a place where I probably should start up leveling, to be honest. Um, but my call to action is simply let's get on a strategy session. So I'll put put the hashtag in the in the comments. Uh, that helps me identify people who are interested. I then get on a call with them and I, I message them. Or if there's a guest that's giving something away, they message them. And that gives us a conversation, which then allows me to talk a little bit more about how I can help them and how I can serve them. So my, my favorite call to action in the show is really my hashtags. And, you know, I just thought it was kind of clever. Uh, I kind of have this hashtag that I really like to use called uh, hashtag smile and shine. And I, because that really, um, you know, talks to my values and what I want to, to promote to my audience. But for every show, we have a different hashtag that has the same uh, ending and shine. So today it's flow and shine. And that really um, triggers the call to action. So um, a lot of times too, my call to action is simply go, please go subscribe to our iTunes um, channel, rate us and review us. So that's another call to action that isn't really a sales uh, pitch, uh, but it's more of a support pitch. And it's really me friend raising and client raising and just increasing my my circle of influence. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I thought of using the hashtag as a call to action. I don't know. I think I'm underutilizing. I feel like there's more I can do with it. I just haven't figured it out yet because I'm figuring it out as I go. And PK saying, um, oh, I know. I definitely have to have an affiliate link for Trello because you've heard me before speak about this. And have you been able to find something, uh, Rick, that we can show the audience on the about the Trello board? Yeah. Let, let me just pull it up right now. Let's see. Here yeah. Yeah, so see, here's our Trello board. Um, and I actually have um, multiple boards. I have one that I just use for my big picture vision, actually. But this is our Waste Up Wardrobe Suite. And as you can see, we have this column on the side with the coming up episodes. And then as we populate the thumb, it moves down the, to the next card. And then as we populate the summary, pre-production checklist, it moves down. Keeps moving down until we get to the end. So, Rick, do you want to give a little... Um, like tutorial really quick on this? Sure. Uh, yeah, the first column on the left is all of her show ideas. Uh, second column here is for next week's episode. Um, and you can see, based on the script outline, this is these are the, the items that she stages here for during the show. Yeah, so, which is what we talked about today. That's the yeah. show flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So here's the hook, the recorded intro, the welcome introduces the speakers or the body of the episode and then the weekly wrap up and then the outro and so that's pretty much the show flow that we that christine always goes goes through um here's the last minute pre-production checklist that we that we run through and that this this uh most of this is completed prior to the wednesday pre-show check with a guest but then we finish it up on on a wednesday um, this column here is the live show today so we're in podcasting abc's efforts for flow show flow then we get into the post-production stuff where now it comes back to me where i convert these episodes into um, mp3 files for itunes and that sort of thing they're automatically loaded on the day we have this cool um uh, plug-in to our word uh, to christine's wordpress site called simple social social press and i will put the uh, a link in the comments for that and it uploads this live episode from facebook into the blog it inserts all the, there's an opt-in box, there's a, uh, an area that where it loads in the, the summary of the show that we, that we, um, that we put in it, the, it uploads the thumb. It autom this is cool. And this is important. I think this is a feature that really sold me on it is that all the comments that we have here on the show are automatically brought into the blog post. And so if there were 50, uh, uh, comments, now you have 50 comments on the blog post, which adds social credibility to that blog post, which draws more eyes. Google loves that stuff, right? And so I think that's really important. So we upload that to the, that's automatically uploaded to the blog. But I think the only thing that we go back into is just we add more keywords uh, so to make it more SEO friendly um, for that. 
Um, and then uh, we use Otter AI. This is a lot of tech, and this is yeah. these are new things that we're talking about. But uh, we use a platform called Otter AI, and it does the transcriptions uh, from the recordings of the show. Then, then we right after the show, like Christine said, we do the speedy recaps. From that, we add the the show notes, which again are added to the blog, and then we go to any videos that we're going to repurpose and then uh, to the completed episodes. So it's kind of a great flow. Um, But what Christine was talking about today, obviously here's in the beginning is really the outline or the show flow. Yep, exactly. And so I love that you actually touched on some of those things like simple social press and our transcribing and how that shows up on the blog. Um, Those are things that honestly, we are still, we, we just started implementing, uh, you know, just like maybe a month ago, right? Or maybe longer. I don't know. But so we're still actually building this plane as we fly it. Um, and you'll and I'm starting to really pay more attention to my show notes because that was something I really neglected at the beginning. And it is really important. And I knew so many people told me it was so important. But you know, the thing is you kind of have to do that one thing and get it really good, right, Rick? That one thing. And for me, that was really getting comfortable with uh, being live on a regular basis, staying consistent, coming up with good topics and um, and scripting it so that people have good content to take back. So I really focused on that and less on the show notes, but now that is sort of our, t- getting our attention. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it's going to, it can be very, very easy and overwhelming once you start hearing about all the tech that not only on this show, I mean, we're just scratching the surface because it can be overwhelming. You listen to other uh, experts talk about the tech that they use and it's like, oh my God, there's so much stuff. I don't know what to use. And, you know, pretty soon it's, uh, never mind that, you know, I'm not going to yeah. do it anymore. There's, it's too much work, right? Yeah. And so like yeah. Christine said, you just have to take baby steps. You don't have to do it all at once. Just add on gradually to the things that uh, will help benefit promoting the show initially. And then you can start working on these other things that will make it easier for you for your production. Yeah, exactly. And so you can see it's 48 minutes into the into the show. And I I get so we get so much in detail because but I thought it was really valuable for you guys to see that Trello board, because at least it makes you familiar with what that looks like when you come across it. And we are happy to answer any questions in that regard with the hashtag flow and shine. We will get on a call and we will talk about whatever it is that you want to learn more about. But I want to finally just touch on how now, because I'm focusing on the show notes, how I take my show flow, my script, my bullet points, bullet point script, and I turn it into show notes. Okay. Um, Again, it's something I'm learning as I go. And it's something that definitely needs improvement, but a really good place to start because there is so much that goes into streaming um, your own show would be to take your outline simply that you've created as bullet points for the show and use that as your show notes. Maybe you put it up as a show notes on your blog and you can maybe add some additional information to it, but use that as a guide. I take the bullet points, I use it as a guide, I'll add some links or maybe some information to it, but that's where I started, just so that I can have some kind of show notes up. But the idea is I really need to beef that up a little bit and start making that a little bit more robust so that it could actually benefit me in terms of SEO, because that's where um, that helps. It gets you more visibility. So um, so that is something that I'll be working on this year. And, you know, show notes simply just because I just actually realized this, that show notes are blog that's what they are. Uh, it's just a different word for the, a blog, but for podcasting. So just so you know, that's what show notes are. Uh, it's not a whole nother animal. It is exactly that, a blog. So that is it from A to Z, a to Z for podcasting um, on, you know, on your show flow and really detailing out the show flow. And you know what we do at the end, we always wrap up with the Waste Up Wardrobe Weekly Wrap Up and we talk about one main takeaway. And I'll say that the one main takeaway here is that I want you to realize that it took me a year actually to get to this point and I don't even have show notes dialed in, right? But if you can use that, you know, that flow that I gave you for the body of the episodes, like, you know, the hook, the intro, the body, the, um, the outro, that 
cadence. That could be a great guide for you to get getting started. Okay. And that would be the number one takeaway. Take that list, that, that checklist and use it as your, as your guide to building your own podcast. And number one tip is to really focus in on the content and hooking the audience at the beginning, right? You want to hook them. You want to engage them. You want to solve a problem for them. You want to show them that you can do that, that you're capable of doing that um, so that they can tune in. Tools to use. I'm going to say it again, Trello. Uh, Trello seems to be just such an, it's very user-friendly, which I love uh, because I'm not a tech person. I don't like a lot of technology to to muddle up my work that I want to do. So use Trello, play with it and see how it works. And action item. Here's a great action item. Go um, maybe to the episode and write down the parts I gave you for the episode, you know, the hook, the intro, the body and so forth, and use that as a guide and use that as that would be a great action item to start with. The other action item that I always say to people is always jot down ideas for topics on your episodes because, um, Sometimes we tend to run out of ideas and we don't know what to say. Remember, there's always something to talk about in your space uh, and think about the questions that people are asking you and use that as a guide. So there you have it. The Waste Up, Waste Up Wardrobe Weekly Wrap-Up in a Nutshell for episode 58. And you know the drill. We are here every every Thursday at 1130 Pacific Standard Time, giving you a new topic so that you can show up on camera live from your virtual office. If you're podcasting or creating a show um, uber professionally, we're here to really help you up level that virtual presence. So join us next week again at 1130 Pacific Time here at the same place. Go to iTunes and download us and invite a friend next week so that they can also get a lot of this information for their benefit.